0: On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we discuss 1982's Wacko to continue June Don Baker month with me, Jim Dietz of HHWLOD.
1: Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found.
2: Go ahead, laugh, But you're too young to remember the most ghastly, gristly, ghoulish, god-awful murder in this state's history. Marge, can't go into a tizzy every time something nut throws a lawnmower through the window.
3: Anyway, we have a great show for you tonight, although this uh, monologue isn't part of it. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 80. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your Joe Podcaster co-hoster, Cullen. I'm sweating
4: so much, it's disgusting, just like our friend Joe Don Baker.
3: (laughs) Today we are here to discuss the 1982 film, Wacko. Cullen, mow down this plot for us.
4: Cops try to track down the infamous lawnmower killer.
3: Wacko is directed by Graydon Clark and stars Joe Don Baker, George Kennedy, Julia Duffy, Scott McGinnis, Elizabeth Daly, Stella Stevens, Charles Napier, and Andrew Clay, before he earned the dice welcome back to june don baker month and quickly without further ado let me welcome on our guest again returning for another june don baker feature from H H W L O D podcast network jim Dietz
0: hey everybody did we catch that halloween pumpkin prom killer yet not yet not yet but Uh, guess what jim you
3: caught something else a big moment here tonight jim has joined the five-timer club of cult cinema cavalcade
0: oh wow thank you yes do i get the smoking jacket and the?
3: We're working on that. The uh, Uh, the
0: membership card and uh,
3: (laughs) trying to get a T Fury to come up with some nice smoking jackets for us. They told us they just (laughs) make t shirts.
0: I get the code to open up the grotto, or
3: (laughs) 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 you get the keys to the pool for two weekends a year. Wow,
0: that's great! Thank you so much.
4: You can get in the grotto and just get all the syphilis you care to have.
3: It's the uh, Neil Breen pool featured in like three of his movies. (laughs) So
0: his backyard. (laughs) Yeah, his backyard. He doesn't know, though. There's a bunch of laptops and like uh, um, satellite dishes all around it. Free
3: tuna Mm. all weekend. Oh, wow. We joked around like a bunch of jackasses about uh, PopCon stuff last time because we recorded before it. But now we are officially post-PopCon, Cullen.
4: Yes, we are living in a post-PopCon world.
3: So at PopCon, uh, we met a lot of great people. We had a good time. We had our live reading of Attack of the Clones.
4: With a special cameo from the ice machine directly next to the stage.
3: Yes, but I think it went over pretty well for those who could hear it. They didn't put us in the good room that we had last time, but I mean, we still had a great weekend overall. We, we once again won uh, their award for uh, best podcast and the subject of TV and film, which this year was a national award. Yeah. yeah I don't
4: know how many podcasts you listen to that have uh, national awards, but uh, we did it. So I guess what I'm trying to say is we're better than every other
0: podcast you listen they, to.
3: They added competition to try to stop us and they failed.
0: Well, congratulations, guys. <laughs> thank That's you, Jim. That's quite, quite a feather in your cap.
3: <laughs> we also want to thank the guys at Literate Gamers. We teamed up with them for uh, the PopCon Pub Trivia and won. So, uh, yeah, take that, trivia people, I suppose. Some
4: of those questions were bullshit, and I will be angry about it until I'm dead. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but we still won. So, anyways. But we, but we still won, so it was all. It, it's fine. As we were ridiculed and made fun of the entire night. But we got the final laugh by beating Mr. Matt Quiet at his own game. (laughs) (laughs)
4: And then we just beat him up afterwards, or just physically in in an alley. He deserved it, though. I regret nothing.
3: From alleys to high schools, uh, we're into Wacko, which wasn't familiar with this movie before this and I'm surprised I wasn't as big as a slasher film nut as I am I didn't know of this one I really didn't nobody ever talks about it writes about it it's even got Jodan Baker it's a comedy slasher it's a parody but I mean there's a bunch of them but I'd, I'd seen most of them like Saturday the 14th student bodies never never saw wacko maybe because the title doesn't really tell me much and it wouldn't be in the horror section if it was. This one never went to DVD, even it got Vestron Video VHS, and that was the end. And now it's on Amazon Prime.
0: The finest yeah, of video I, I formats. Had... Right? Yeah,
4: yeah. There's a real uh, Nightmare Weekend vibe. Oh you yeah. You watch it on
3: Amazon. I was hoping you'd say something. Yeah, I. I yeah, it's very dark. I mean, Amazon Prime boasting all this content, but you, some of it, a lot of it, probably is. <laughs> VHS rips, this is not doing us service. But yeah, you know, we all made it through. Had anybody seen Wacko before this? No. When did No I- What did you know of Wacko? Like I just Jim said something about Wacko and maybe I came across it on IMDb before. <laughs> I don't know, but I was like, Shh, let's do that. Yeah, Jim Jim was uh, helped in selecting this movie. I don't think it, it don't take it as Jim's like, we have to do Wacko guys. He just threw it as a title. I looked at I was like, you know what? Let's do it. It was on Amazon Prime.
4: I definitely had not heard of it until Jim recommended it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'd never seen it before or really had heard of it before I, I found it on Amazon Prime. I was just kind of trying to find a, a Joe Don Baker movie that that fit that wasn't GoldenEye, I guess, because I guess that's off the list or something. But um, <laughs> but uh, it seemed it seemed like an interesting premise. And, of course, the great Grey Don Clark directing, the, uh, the I, auteur of his time. Yeah.
3: It would be an amazing day if we ever make it to the Living Daylight's GoldenEye or Tomorrow Never Dies with Joe Don Baker, because that will mean we've gotten through a lot in doing two <laughs> movies a month <laughs> a yeah every other Joe Dunn Baker movie <laughs> so, that's pretty crazy but Blacko features a lot of people scared and in discomfort of a serial killer kills with lawnmowers but let's first take a moment to learn about some comfort with flotation sleeping devices
2: we're here every night To bring you some good movies, some easy conversation, and some night comfort. We're not here to bore you. I'm also here to tell you a little bit about Waterbest, to show you some of them. Because I think that's what the world is coming to. Right now, let's take a look at a commercial, and then get right back to the movie. Presenting Country Comfort. I've still got those country feelings. In my soul. the country comfort room group the bed a double-tiered bookcase headboard the beautiful triple dresser a mirrored hutch that's exclusively unique and a nightstand all with matching rustic wood carving country comfort at just 777 and only at Breeze.
3: Wacko is a film that we don't have much background other than it got made. <laughs>
0: It's one of those movies. <laughs> well, it's, in, it's interesting though because the guy three out of four of the guys who wrote this went on to like big much bigger careers. Yeah, uh, Dana Olsen hmm. ended up writing the Burbs and the, uh, the oh. Brendan Fraser, uh, G- George of the Jungle movie, and Inspector Gadget, and then ended up... See, see I believe that. I believe the person
4: that wrote those <laughs> movies wrote this movie.
0: Right. That adds up and then, 100%. Then he uh, he wrote, uh, also is uh, the producer and creator of Henry Danger on Nickelodeon right now. Jim Kauf who also contributed to the screenplay, wrote Rush Hour, and The Hidden.
3: But I like The Hidden. The
0: Hidden's a good movie, and uh, Class. He wrote Up the Creek, <laughs> which... Not a good movie, but a lot of movies in the 80s, and then ended up helping create Grimm for TV, along with one of the other screenwriters, David Greenwald. Hmm. Created Grimm, was also a producer and writer on Angel, did a lot of television, including X-Files, did a lot of writing on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Commish, Wonder Years, Secret admirer the 80s film 80s teen comedy so I mean these three out of four of these screenwriters uh, went on to like pretty decent careers Michael Spound the fourth screenwriter is more known as an actor he's been a character actor in a lot of movies like The Ring and Muscle of Dogs and he was on soap operas for a long time but I mean they all went to much bigger careers from this movie one would hope anyway
4: right? yeah there's plenty of names in this movie yeah you know oh yeah I can't remember her name is right now but the lead actress she was the housekeeper on New Heart. yeah Julia Duffy you, got, you know Thank you. The Gillian Jacobs of her time, as I like to say. <laughs> and, you know, of course, we got Andrew Dice Clay in this. And, and most importantly, we have someone else from Joysticks in this movie Scott McGinnis. Scott McGinnis returns. The discount Ted McGinley.
3: We have George Kennedy towards that end of his career. <laughs> type role I mean he was also in another slasher film called Just Before Dawn which I love that movie it's awesome it's got Greg Henry right it's yeah, one of my favorite slasher movies but Uh, um, Charles character
0: actor Charles Napier who's been in like a million things Darby Hinton Mm -hmm. is in this uh, young Darby Hinton and then one of my big crushes from the 80s uh, E.G. Elizabeth Daly yes Um, Elizabeth Daly uh, Dottie Dottie from uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and uh, so many other movies and also might be known to younger viewers as the voice of Tommy Pickles on uh, Uh, right she's
3: also she was a pop star during
0: this time too
3: yeah actress singer
0: but yeah this cast was just i just just like oh my god it's him or oh my god it's her and yeah uh like yeah it's not it's it's in in a sense
3: it's not dull because it's got a lot of familiar faces in it in early roles or in in george kennedy's case uh something crazy that you don't see out of him
0: and uh, keeping with the uh, the gray don clark theme of, of him reusing actors um the librarian jacqueline Cole, and this is the lead in angel's revenge <laughs> yeah she's the one who gets all the angels together in angel's revenge so oh my much like much You're like right. much like orson wells in his mercury theater group <laughs> <laughs> Don goes the back. Graydon Clark players, Graydon Clark players return. But yeah, Andrew Clay, as, as you mentioned at the beginning, had not earned his dice yet. He was super young in this. He looks
3: in this movie exactly like what Kyle Moody does on his weekend update character, like hair, <laughs> down, like exact. Yeah, yeah. He's like just I always, the I always got, yeah, I always got that. I was like, you know, he, he looks like he's trying to do some Andrew Dice Clay, and then it, when Andrew Clay shows up in this, one, I'm like. <gasps> <laughs> Whoa!
0: Because the hair is just they yeah. Even and, do like a little grease like musical intro for his character at the beginning. Oh yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. It's wicked. I mean, this movie is like all all over the place here. It's, but it's, it's that
0: kind of Zucker this, brothers thing where they just took like a million jokes and threw them at the wall to see what would stick. But um, you realize this,
3: there's this, th- talent with doing that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the Zucker right. brothers. Yeah, it's right. like it's like, like this is.
4: This is shitty Zucker Brothers. It's like disaster movie, epic movie. Right. You know, it's like those, it's that kind of comedy, but before those things were thrust upon us.
3: Right. I mean, yeah, it pretty much takes the core of Halloween
0: and prom night and then just goes wild with them. Has a lot of uh, current then, but now incredibly dated references now. Mm -hmm. Totally throws out the idea of good taste in any way they perform in so many ways i mean wow yeah this movie was was something for sure
2: this is me 13 years ago hi my name is mary this is my big sister pam she's getting ready for the halloween pumpkin prom
3: we open the film with a gloved hand holding a knife and stabbing a pumpkin and then puts this jack-o'-lantern on his head as a mask and then all these guts fall out of it when he put it so he forgot to take the guts out he puts it on on his head
4: when that happened i i sat there and i thought oh no this is our movie
0: (laughs) i couldn't see (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) well that didn't help either i was
3: like was that guts okay um yeah that's
0: yeah it's so dark this movie i mean not like thematically but actually dark you know they took the the bold choice of not lighting it well enough for the audience to see what the hell was going on
3: uh the the person in the mask takes off like i thought it was a riding lawnmower but in better lit scenes later it's just like a push mower and the it's a
4: it's a huge push mower but yeah
3: and then the alfred hitchcock presents themes Plays, but at this point in the beginning, it sounds like it's we don't have the rights, so we're going to play up to the point where we have to change it without getting sued. But then later in the movie, they just kind of played the theme. Yeah. But right here at the beginning, I thought they were just trying to do that thing where you have that knockoff song that makes you think of the other one. Right. And then it's just enough not to get sued, which that movie Prom Night is just like that. There's all these disco songs that sound like these other disco songs, you know, but the lyrics are mm-hmm. way different and the beat is just... Hair off and the timing's different. That's what I thought they were doing here, but then the theme comes back and plays in Man. full later. I'm gonna guess they're not that clever
4: because I didn't see a whole lot of cleverness in this script.
3: <laughs> There's a a little girl in a witch mask narrates about it being 13 years ago and her sister's changing for a prom while a guy. Peeps through the window, moaning, and it winds up it's her dad. It's George Kennedy. Classy. Mr. Dr. Graves. And he's caught looking at her. And then the sister ends up there at a parking spot. with a. She's with a
0: boy. We cut to this. She's supposed to be babysitting her little sister. And they tie and gag her and these other kids in the back of a car so she can go make out with this dude.
3: They're, they're at like this... Uh, yeah, Lover's Lane s place, and uh, we see the pumpkin guy. You know, he's the lawnmower killer. Forgive me if I call him Pumpkinhead, Jack o' Lantern guy, something like that. Because he yeah, could be all those things. It's a guy wearing things. a
4: giant pumpkin on his head that, for some reason or another, murders with a lawnmower. I mean, this guy. Right. Pick a theme, dude. Come on.
0: Needs <laughs> <laughs> a consultant or something to get it together. Right? <laughs> An outside murder firm. Right.
4: Exactly. And
3: like- I write. I write my notes. He shows up and runs over them with a lawnmower,
0: which- <laughs> Kind of. I guess that's he did, guess. I, I, it was really I dark. Couldn't, <laughs> I
3: couldn't tell.
0: The sound effects uh, would lead you to believe that's what happens.
3: Right. And reactions, and I think they say later, but I, I, I think
0: that happens. Because yeah. you know what you want in your comedy? You want to bind up kids, tie them up in a car, gag them, and make them watch a murder. That's so funny.
3: Well, the people who bound and gagged them did get murdered.
0: Yeah, but I, right,
3: I, <laughs> and and this was after it was
4: established that George Kennedy, the father, is a pedophile and wants to sexually right. assault. Pervin his in- incestuous
3: daughter. pedophile, incestuous yeah. also pedophile. Also funny, right? Comedy.
0: Whoa!
3: Don't worry, they'll go for the racial comedy later. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, they're going to hit four quadrants here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She, leave no, she, leave no bad f- taste unturned Yeah, <laughs> Just when you think it's not going to make it They come full circle She says Halloween has been a special time of year for her As we get to the present The lawnmower jack-o'-lantern killer is real She says This is Mary by the way, it takes a while to get her name. Mary's sleeping in her bed, in the day... Mary was one and- of the
0: kids in the back seat. She was the sister. Once again, her dad tries to look up her dress.
3: Her dad's at the window with a long claw, and she awakes, and he falls down to the ground, ripping her dress off. He says he was just mowing the lawn. At breakfast, we find out he's a surgeon, and he can't find his scalpel. The creepy brother, Damien... ...is at the table, who's supposed to be a child, but he's played clearly by an adult, and he's got a scalpel, but it's not the one he's looking for, so he stabs himself with it?
0: Well, he already had it buried in his leg. Okay. He pulls it out of his leg, hands it to his dad, Uh, and then gets it back. Plus, he has 666 emblazoned on his forehead, so... Right. I mean, they're obviously going for an Omen reference. In case you didn't get that he was called Damien... Yeah, you know, let's just dr- yeah. drill it in as hard as we can, you know. Subtlety is not a word the filmmakers <laughs> right. understand. No, no, not at they all. want
3: people to be clear what they're talking about at all <laughs> right. times in this movie. Almost every
4: joke and reference could be followed by someone looking into the camera and just saying,
3: get it?
0: <laughs> it's true.
3: So the mom hands him a meat cleaver and asks if that will do. He takes it and leaves, telling them he loves them. I don't want to upset you,
2: but if anything happens, I just want you to know, I love you. Oh! And I love you, too. Mm. So long, Pop. Your father's been under a terrible strain lately. I think it's beginning to show. Yeah, exactly, like he just killed somebody. Mary! Your father is a doctor. He kills people every day.
3: (laughs) Yep. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so we all so die a little inside. Settle in, everybody. This is the hot comedy. <laughs>
3: but but now the real movie starts as we get to a skeezy apartment <laughs> and Joe Don Baker as Dick Harbinger wakes up to a phone call and is up and at him. Dude, this, uh, folks, I'm telling you, it's, it's Mitch- Mitchell. It's, uh, it's like the exaggerative way you describe Mitchell became Mitchell. You know, like Mitchell, you know. <laughs> He drinks his Schlitz. He's sloppy, stuff like that. But when you talk about Mitchell, it's like always a little bit more. Well, this guy is that more. This is a Mitchell if
0: Linda Evans never came into his life. (laughs) Mitchell, the next generation. You know, <laughs> it's like Mitchell 10 years into his in, in, 10 years on. I mean, there's like food wrappers everywhere. He's got a coffee cup chained to his belt. For some reason, he pours coffee into his briefcase that has another like, nozzle for coffee at the end of it. He and he could, always
4: has a cigarette in his mouth.
0: Yes, there's always. never a time where he doesn't
3: have a cigarette in his mouth. If he's Mitchell to this degree, the classy Mitchell is final
0: justice, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Is that what? <laughs> it could be a trilogy, yeah.
3: For a reference, folks. Listening to the episode, going the hell's a Mitchell? You should know listening to this show, but it was one of the most classic episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's Joel's final episode, it's a Joe Don Baker movie. Go watch it with MST3K. It's hilarious, fantastic. It should be. Is that one of them on Netflix? It's got to be. It's one of the Uh, most common ones found. It should be. You'll find Uh, it somewhere.
0: If it's not, it should be.
3: It's probably easy to find.
4: When we see Joe Don, it looks like he just woke up from just evacuating like every fluid from his body. Just the most gross. Dis- I don't want to say despicable. He's he's gross, but he's not despicable like George Kennedy. At least
0: he's still the grossest person in this movie. Oh. Just. He almost makes Mitchell look sanitary by comparison.
3: You say you say he's not despicable, but we'll get to the end of the movie, okay? Uh, okay. <laughs> He fills his coffee downstairs and makes on his way. Dick arrives at the state mental facility. <laughs> <where there's some laughs> sort of. His a...
0: name is Dick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: where there's some sort of crime scene. There's a nurse dead. A patient escaped the night before. Dick finds a rope out of the window and dust.
0: Out of the first the floor window, by the way.
3: He thinks it's the lawnmower killer, mm-hmm. to which the cops snicker about it. A doctor talks about the patient being in there 13 years and blah, 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 na. bald-headed, smiling weirdo watches them from the bushes, and then the doctor hands uh, Harbinger a calendar with Halloween circled in
0: blood. This movie is also awash in red herrings. Oh, yeah. Like, there are like 15 oh, yeah. different like red herrings. Uh, Very uh,
3: scary movie territory. Yeah. Yeah,
4: there's so many red herrings that I just... I just couldn't care. Exactly. Like, like just give, me f- give me five, okay? There, I mean, Limit it a, to five.
3: There's a clever way to do this shit. They don't have it. In nope. To do it. As, as Cohen said,
0: like... said, clever is not in the vocabulary. Right.
3: Because there's moments where I'm like, oh, yeah. man, they could have nailed this. I get what they want, but, man, these people suck at this. So Mary's boyfriend, Norman Bates, <sighs> <picks laughs> her up from school. He's played by Scott McGinnis, who was our hero from the
4: last movie. He's, he's called Norman Bates, but he acts nothing like Anthony Perkins. Really. Nope. At all. Doesn't even look like him. No. He looks like James Marsden. You know,
0: that's...
3: <laughs> yes. you kind know?
0: of, with a pin, more pinched nose, yeah. Definitely. Yep. Sure.
3: 80s hair and a pinched nose, yeah. And
0: of course, his proclivity when he is sexually aroused is to make lawnmower noises, which sound nothing yeah. like a lawnmower at all. It just sounds like he has, heavy bree- a- he has like, what sleep is apnea on? or something. You yeah. know.
2: <S 3.004> I know what you mean. And, 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 i have that right now. Mary, I can't help it if I sound like a lawnmower every time I get excited. And, and,
5: and, and.
3: Uh, The two of them talk about losing their virginity to each other as he starts making the lawnmower noises Jim mentioned because he's excited. He dumps a pitcher of ice water down his pants and she mentioned that she's the only virgin at school and how they'll never do it if he acts like a lawnmower. He gives her a gift of earplugs to wear. and She goes,
5: Don't you think we should be getting on to school now?
3: I'd rather get on to you, Mary.
4: <gasps> <laughs> and then they describe the school.
0: Just like Norman Bates. <laughs> also, it should be pointed out that a lot of the times in the background of these shots, I noticed at first in this scene, there are people mowing lawns. Like almost like <laughs> mm-hmm. like they had like four people mowing the lawn all at once in the background of the scene. They're just uh, it just seems <laughs> like they they went oh look how clever we are. We're putting a little Hitchcockian uh, spin on this by our mise en scène. Like please <laughs> give me a friggin' break, dude. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the school is uh, named. After Alfred Hitchcock, of course. In the restroom, Mary recalls the horrors of that Halloween 13 years ago and wonders what happened to the boys with her there that night. And she's speaking to the other girls in the restroom because it's crowded in there with them doing their makeup because, you know, women. Probably one get mirror some... <laughs> in the bathroom, too. Right. We get right. some uh, acapella intro for <laughs> Tony Schlongini, uh, played by Andrew Clay.
2: Everyone's talking about him. People that know him just love him. So if you're feeling down or if you're feeling blue, this dude'll make you feel super cool. Tony Sluggini. I am respected everywhere. Tony Sluggini. Girls always pulling out my hair she almost approaches my when she's high. 23 23
3: during this there's a banner in the wall that reads uh, Hitchcock versus de Palma which is the rival high school which it's kind of funny Jim what are the teams
0: the Hitchcock birds, I think, and the the de Palma knives.
4: The, the Tony Schlongdini song is more entertaining.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
3: As Mary and others leave the restroom, we see the escaped patient sitting in a trench coat on the toilet. The girl goes over to Tony, Rosie,
0: to schmooze him and shows him down her shirt. Are we to believe that he is like, um, how can I put this delicately, uh... Mixing up a batch, as it were, as she's doing this, because he's making those kind of O-faces while she's like showing him her shirt and stuff. Yeah,
3: and well, she shows him she she tells him she's not wearing panties either. Yeah. Mary comes over to tell Tony not all girls are like that and shows that she's wearing panties. Because she's the good girl. Yeah. Well, see, but she shows the, the, more ju- off.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, see, the, the, the joke is that Tony Schlongdini has got a big one. And apparently, it's so big that it rips through his pants. That's his character.
3: Whenever I see a character like Schlongdini here and they I'm never convinced that he's the football player they always want me to think he is. Because this isn't the first time a movie has some greaser in a jacket. And it's like, yeah, he's a he's mm-hmm. quarterback of the, the, the Alfred Hitchcock birds. It's like, no, he's not. Like what is the greaser guy? Time out for a second. Yeah.
0: Time out. That's your problem with the script? No. <laughs> no. I was, <laughs> of all, no, I That's uh, like that's like the tip of the crap iceberg on oh, the no.
3: I was I wasn't limiting that comment to this movie. I was oh, okay. uh it's I was trying medieval. to extend it. <laughs> I was trying to extend it to other movies where you got some guy in the leather jacket, the hair and stuff. I'm like that guy does not play football. No,
4: he's the guy that makes fun of people that play football.
3: Right, he's the guy smoking under the bleachers during the game, and that they're they're all like buying drugs off of, or like you know like afraid to mess with. They want to party he's with the, him.
4: He's the guy getting your daughters pregnant. That's yes. who he is. The
3: guy the football coach says to stay away from. That's uh, Tony Schlongdini. Dick Harbinger shows up at the captain's office, played by Charles Napier. Chief gives him uh, shit about his constant Halloween quest for the lawnmower killer. He brings in a top psychoanalyst doctor <laughs> who says, uh, Your secretary has a magnificent butt. This doctor gets upset and cowers on a couch when he's called a clown. The doctor tells the chief about the wacko who escaped the previous night. The chief throws him out. Dick asks for a sign to go after the killer but the chief flips him the bird.
0: Wah, wah. And the, and the doctor's like... name is Dr. Denton as in Dr. Denton pants with the flap in the back. Mm. Uh, see. What a, what a what a what a clever reference.
3: Man, we are reacting like
4: hard to these jokes. I do like when the chief gives uh, Joe Don Baker the middle finger <laughs> and he goes, "Does that mean no?" Like that <laughs> that <Yeah>. was funny. <laughs> It's because it's, he's just stupid, and that any, anytime it's pointed out how dumb Joe Dunn-Baker is, I
3: laugh. That's a guaranteed win for me. A harbinger grumbles out of the station and is harassed by some fellow cops. And when a whiny guy comes asking for his help about the killer 13 years ago, he gets mad and decks him down the stairs. And as he leaves, the guy says, they'll be sorry. They'll all see. In a classroom, okay, this is weird. A German-speaking scientist with, like, a plate on his head, like a metal plate, is teaching the class magic tricks?
0: Dr. Moreau.
3: Yes, Dr. Moreau. And he's cutting a woman in half. And he also even has an assistant... And all everything, and he then pulls the woman apart, and uh, blood drips out all over.
0: So I, I that's get, funny. It didn't
3: work outside in the commons area. Everyone's making out, and Tony's girlfriend is giving him grief about the upcoming game with the De Palmas. Yeah, that was funny. It, because <laughs> not here, and everybody's making out. Ha ha ha.
4: Yeah, where they openly say that they're going to do steroids to
3: fight right. the other team. As he drives around, Harbinger cracks a beer and remembers the night 13 years ago. He picks up a woman in his car at night who had statutory thighs, as he
0: describes them. But wait, Uh, that's not the right thigh No.
3: (laughs) He quickly changes to a story about Working vice and having some SM cross dressing session with the same girl. But now now he says he's got the true story and it's about uh, him circumcising a kid. <laughs> but, but that's not it. And he talks about another flashback where he's driving dressed as a clown and there was a murder at a high school, blood everywhere, body parts all around, killed by a lawnmower. He went around to tell the parents their kids were dead dressed as a clown. He tells them he's police and they fess up about razor blades and apples it's mary's parents by the way uh they give him an apple and they talk about razor blades and apples being an accident he then tells them that their daughter was murdered and as they react he makes a balloon animal to try to make them feel better but in the present he pulls up to a lawnmower store and opens his door and cans just like sputter out Brought to you by Schlitz. Yes, (laughs) this is exactly, you know, this is what I'm saying. Like, you make the joke like, oh, Mitchell drinks so much Schlitz, he opens the door and his cans fall out. Well, this movie actually (coughs) does the cans.
4: (laughs) And and there's no way that like at least one of those cans isn't just full of piss. There's just no way that isn't possible. (laughs)
3: Right. I didn't really laugh. I just more so thought in my head like, oh, that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that like uh, adds up. Yep. That's what I imagine it looks like when Joe Don Baker goes to an audition. You
4: know, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm convinced that almost every scene he's in, he didn't know the camera was recording. That was just him showing up to set that day.
3: <laughs> Inside, he looks through a book of pictures of guys with lawnmowers, and he picks one he likes, and he confronts that guy asking if he's seen this man. Maybe it's the same guy, and that guy then in turn pulls a picture out looking for a woman, which is uh, Joe Don Baker in drag. That was a pretty huh?
4: good joke. That it made me laugh, and it,
3: it went right back to that flashback we just saw too.
4: There are times, believe it or not, where I actually laughed during this movie, and I actually got mad about it. Like, no.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, when you're throwing that many jokes constantly in a, within every frame. I mean, something is going to make you snicker. Something.
0: Yeah. Well, it was also, that was uh, another you know character actor there, Anthony James, who was in High Plains Drifter. He was in mm-hmm. Unforgiven. He was Exodor and Mork and Mindy. He's been mm-hmm. in a ton of things. And I didn't recognize him at first. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I had to look it up. But it, it is kind of impressive, the cast in this movie, considering how crappy it is.
3: Dick then threatens that he's watching him, and he leaves at school. Norman and Mary are in the cafeteria and talk about what they're going to do that night, but Norman revs up, which freaks people a little. Tony eats some pea soup and then does this like fucking stupid exorcist bit where his head turns around and he spits it out.
4: Ugh. Yeah, they, they don't seem to understand. Just because you reference something, that doesn't make it funny. It's just something that... Happens, right? Mm -hmm. Jokes have to be within some kind of context for there to be humor. If you just say, Oh, he drinks pea soup and his head spins around and he throws it up, that's not anything. He's not possessed, he just it's nothing. It's a nothing joke. That was really the point in this movie where I said, Fuck
3: you to the movie. (laughs)
4: <laughs>
0: I feel like a lot of cocaine went down during the making of this movie. Oh,
3: yeah. Well, I mean, this is a movie where I'm like, okay, I bet they had a lot of fucking fun making this movie, but none of it translates. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure this movie was a breeze to make. Like, everybody just joking around having fun because that's what happens. Like, you do these movies, they probably had a script that didn't have these many jokes in it, but they decided, like, everything they shot had to have some joke in it. Even a random yeah. pickup shot had right. to, like, oh, we got to do something funny here. And that just mutes the movie and just makes it a, a chore. In the vice principal's office, oh, Harbinger meets, meets with Harry Palms, who's uh, costing a kid to repent his sins. Just he's,
0: like you said, just, Colin. Get it?
3: <laughs> yeah. Gentle as a lamb, blank as a fart. This guy also has a collection <laughs> of panties and a bronze trophy of a boob that he rubs for like comfort.
4: Because he's the vice principle huh and he actually oh has no, well, we'll
3: get a play on that later calls the lawnmower killer an old wives tale in the library everyone is sleeping and a, a notice comes on the screen warning people of an unrelated dream sequence coming and to get refreshments now to me
4: that was the funniest joke in the movie I was like that's clever because they're right the dream sequence won't add anything to the movie right. so you know what i you know what i did i followed the movie's advice i got up And I just got a snack. I was like, you know what, movie? You're right. I'm not (laughs) going to argue with you this time. I have no idea what happened in the dream.
3: The the sequence Cullen missed uh, is Mary in a leopard print tied to two lawnmowers on a football field as the marching band plays the Hitchcock Presents theme and slowly makes their way towards her and she awakes screaming and the library makes her apologize to everyone.
0: Oh, you forgot the great visual joke where they have all the spelling out Hitchcock and then, of course... The H I T C H go out first
4: because the word cock is a joke. It's funny, huh? see, huh? see, huh? get it?
3: <laughs> oh, like Wiener, like Schlongini. Got yes, it? Like Schlongini. Oh exactly. my!
4: So, so, so let's just let's just count the dick jokes so far. For, we got <laughs> Dick Harbinger. We got the the, the cock and Hitchcock, and we got Schlongini. Can we count Harry Palms? We can yeah. count Harry Palms. i will go with that too. Yes. Ugh. We're like a half hour into this movie.
3: Who knows if there's some slang we're not picking up on because it died in the early 80s and we're not hip to it anymore or even knew of it. There could be even more.
0: Well, there's there's another one later, too, where they talk about when he's a kid. When Joe Don Baker's character is a kid, he's little mm. little dick.
5: Mm.
3: Yep. At the lockers, Tony's girlfriend, Rosie, comes up and plays Guess Who? And he says, Lawnmower killer, which makes Mary scream, and Norman scolds him for being insensitive. <laughs> which is funny, someone telling Andrew Dice Clay he's
0: insensitive. It's like passing out speeding tickets to the Indy 500 in this movie, saying something's <laughs> insensitive.
4: So what, you're, so what you're saying is there's more than one Harbinger in this movie. Uh.
3: <laughs> Norman opens a locker, which Mary screams, and I don't know if we saw anything at that point, because it was dark and whatever, but Harbinger <laughs> comes running, <laughs> He pulls his gun, and he fires it off into the locker until it's empty, and it's a miniature lawnmower. He comforts Mary, and the nutbag guy comes over their shoulder and then freaks and runs away. A harbinger takes his time... Then gives chase with some clown music playing, and the foot race winds up at the driver's ed area. And then, like the lunatic guy steals the car, which these are like muscle cars with flames on them. Right. <laughs> Dick Harbinger grabs a car too, and there's a chase. And somehow, like Tony and Rosie that were in the school are now in the back seat of a driver's ed car <laughs> during the car chase. They, like,
0: just Uh, zapped there? And E.G. Daly's character is coming on to Joe Don Baker while he's driving. I was just like, ew. Bambi.
4: No, there's part of me that says, like, hey, that's crap. But then there's another part of me that says, you know, if Joe Don Baker was in a foot chase, yes, they would have enough time to leave the school, casually walk over to the car, and get in the back seat as Joe Don Baker struggled to move that lard that he calls a body.
3: Fair enough. And I hate to
0: keep referencing Mitchell, but this car chase is almost as slow as the one in Mitchell.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Exciting car chases. Next,
0: the Cloverleaf. (laughs) Hot merging action.
3: So, Bambi is, she's in the one with Joe Baker's. Jim mentioned she's attracted to him for some reason, and they hook up. The trench coat wacko then crashes the car, and then Harbinger's car jumps it as it explodes and flies off into the clouds.
4: And that just like, it uh, just flies off, like, okay, funny the image. No, it, it flies off. We see them inside the car having a conversation, and then it just goes back to flying again, and it's just, where are the jokes? Why is that funny? <laughs> What the fuck is happening? I I at <laughs> first I thought like is this like a reference to Greece? What the
3: fuck? Yeah. Is this? <laughs> what is well, it is might it? be. It's a poor one cuz it Right. I, so Tony and Rosie apparently made it out of the crash and they're burnt up and Rosie says
2: Tony, it's never been that good. Ever. Yeah. I'll give it a 7. All right, sweetheart.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> at Mary's house. Her brother is hanging out in the deep depths of the oven and the mother says for him to get out and then a lawnmower is thrown through their window with a long winded note. And She calls the father mid-surgery who finds a little lawnmower in the body he's cutting open.
0: And he's performing a hysterectomy on a guy. Yeah.
3: So Tony and Norman get ready for the football game in the locker room. Something begins dripping from Tony's locker and they all freak out and the words help me appear on the locker. Tony opens it to find a pair of his old gym socks.
4: Okay, were either of you thinking that it would be anything other than socks? As soon as I saw that locker oozing, I'm like, okay, here comes the funny joke of being socks. Come on, do it. Do it. And when it happened, I absolutely, I yelled at the screen, fuck you. You've got a premoni-
3: You've got some premonition gift because I had no idea. What some <laughs> what's going some jokes
0: on are telegraphed. Others are semaphored.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting socks. I was expecting some bad joke to happen. No, I, I knew it was going to be lame, and I knew it was going to be socks because they're in a locker room.
0: I thought it'd be either that or a jockstrap. One of the two.
4: Sure, any stink zone. Right, that's what I expected <laughs> in that locker.
3: Harbinger calls his chief to let him know what's going on, but he doesn't buy it—any uh, of the evidence or anything with the lawnmower killer. He then goes over the, some suspects. All uh, well, he then goes over suspects all present during this as Jodan's talking. Also noting, he mentions he has a son, little Dick, mm-hmm. also played by Jodan Baker <laughs> in a photograph cameo.
4: That was kind. That- that made me laugh just to see Joe Don Baker dressed up as what was supposed to be a teenager. That didn't make I, mean, I think he still had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, too. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he, yeah did. he did. Again, you just throw enough stuff, something's eventually going to stick to the wall.
3: <laughs> Mary, Rosie, and Bambi are in the cheerleader locker room, and Mary's all emotional about a lot of things. Uh, Norman, the lawnmowers, the final cheering game, I guess. They suck it up. Inflate their breasts and head out to the game. And in the players' locker room, the German science teacher Dr. Moreau is injecting them with all with something, and he gives them a pep talk as they begin turning into animals.
0: Because it's they're Dr. Like, Moreau, Kent. right?
3: Right. So they turn into animals, and there's like guys wearing like the Rams jerseys in there, that, and all sort Like, what is going on?
4: The Rams jerseys did make me laugh. Like the rest of them turning into
0: animals. I don't give a shit. Wait, was that supposed to be
3: an animal joke? Like, these guys turned into rams? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Plus, the
0: doctor refers to himself accidentally as Mengele and then hits himself in the steel plate and is like, I mean, Moreau. So, trying to make another wonderful reference there.
3: Okay. At Mary's house, there's a figure in the window, like, sitting like Norman's mother, but it's not.
4: (laughs) Again. there's no context they
3: know what they're doing here. okay
4: that is like you said like an obvious reference to psycho but there's nothing there's no context to it it's just hey this was in psycho people know what that is so now it's in our movie fuck you (laughs) fuck you movie
3: (laughs) so mary is dropped off and she has a conversation with her mother in the kitchen mom tells her There was a message from Norman that went, your daughter's going to die tonight with sinister breathing and laughing. And uh, there's a sound from upstairs. Must be that devil in the attic again, says. And Mary opts to go check it out. She grabs a lit candle from a closet and heads upstairs. (laughs) Of course. That
4: that made me laugh, too. She she barely opens the closet and just pulls out an already lit candle. That did make me laugh. She opens
3: the door that is all red light and wind and flog-bowing. And there's a, a neon sign that says, Welcome to hell, employees only. And uh, her brother Damien flies out of there with a note. With a telegram. Telegram, yeah.
4: That makes it funnier somehow. That's such a timely reference. So, <laughs>
5: uh, <laughs>
4: God. You know, of all the characters in this movie, I think I hate Damien the most. He just, just every time it's like, Okay, he's a weird kid. So care why is him being in the oven funny it
3: isn't why is he wants f- to be so hot because he's a demon i don't know maybe it's no, like it's, some sat- uh, satan play that he needs to be like, hot I have no idea
4: like, like I, everything with with damien everything that's supposed to be a joke it's not it wasn't written to be funny so much as it was written because they thought that's what people think is funny
3: you know what I mean? In a movie with a lot of things not working, he really doesn't work.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah. Like they could have edited and edited him out f- through most of it, and the movie just would
3: well it wouldn't be fine. But it wouldn't, you know, make be a worse. difference at all. Yeah. 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 Bambi is wandering outside and runs into the the weirdo guy in the trench coat, and she stops him in his tracks with a dance off for a moment, then asks him to the Halloween pumpkin prom. Harbinger pulls into a parking garage. He's drinking a sixer, and inside his place, he tells a woman about uh, how much on his last legs he is. And
4: Was we- that his place? I had no I- idea.
3: I figured. Mm. I just guessed.
0: <laughs> who could tell?
4: It's just him talking, and occasionally a female voice. Who we don't, you know, we don't see the woman. We just hear someone's voice talk to him. Like, who are you? What is happening? Where are you now? <sighs>
3: Uh, Mary's in a bathtub shaving her legs with a lawnmower blade. Of course, and yeah. And her oh, her father creeps in through the steam and just catches him, and he leaves. I don't know why they keep. Oh.
2: Damn it, Daddy! What are you doing?
0: Yeah, nothing, dear. I was. it's mowing uh, the lawn.
2: Sure, Daddy. That's what you always say.
0: Because *Ancestors* pedophilia is hilarious,
4: oh. <laughs> and it's the same joke every time. I'm just mowing the lawn, George Kennedy says. <laughs> Some, I mean, it's sometimes it's funny. I mean, I shouldn't say it's funny. It's less unfunny, but it's never. I don't. I don't know. It's just, it's just gross.
3: <sighs> Tony and Rosie have a fancy dinner with her parents. This is obviously before the Halloween dance because Tony's dressed like Superman, and they talk about her future and ask Anthony about his, and he's mad by being called that, and they ask him what they have planned after the prom, and Rosie gives Tony a look, licking her lips, and then Tony gets a boner, and it's so big the table flips over. (laughs) Ha, (sighs) ha, ha, ha. Yeah, that's our movie. At Mary's home, Norman is having dinner and brought mother with him, why they did the upstairs thing, and then they did fucking this. Whatever. I don't know. So many
0: questions in this movie as to why. <laughs> why? Why was it made? Why did they it, do this? Why did it they think that was funny? By, I mean,
3: did Second Unit direct a lot of this, and Gradon directed this, and then the editor had no idea? I, I don't want to know so Norman he's dressed like a cowboy and Mary is Alice from Alice in Wonderland and Norman plays with mother like he's some shitty ventriloquist
2: I bet you didn't know that my mom can sing and drink water at the same time No. I'd like to see that Norman (laughs) I'm not really thirsty Norman oh yes you are mother no no thirsty yes yes here we go ready one two i'm a yankee doodle dandy yankee doodle do die a real live nephew from my old uncle sam born on the fourth of july
3: the mom says it's time to cut the bird on the table and dad gets a chainsaw from under the table and mary freaks thinking it's a lawnmower and he messes up chopping off some of her mother's hair He then tells Mary that her phobia has gotten out of control. He cuts the bird and it goes everywhere. I kind of like this joke because it was stupid to have him cut it with a chainsaw and then it went fucking everywhere. So, like, okay.
4: Like, if they just would have, like, jumped right to it, that would have been great. But then they got to stop it and like, oh, wait, no, she's got to freak out. Like, no, shut up. I just want him to cut the turkey with a chainsaw. (laughs) That would have
0: been fine. At least we could get to the next scene transition, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So uh,
3: Dick now he is having dinner with his family, which they're all black, and he's cutting cornbread.
0: I thought it was no. a giant Twinkie.
4: No, it's it's a giant Twinkie. Oh,
3: I thought it was cornbread. He was I was eating Twinkies
0: see? earlier in the in the show. See, that's continuity.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was something. Well, it's still probably in very poor taste. But I thought he was cutting up cornbread. I couldn't tell on my video. Look at me. I'm the villain here.
0: <laughs> no, I could I could almost see the hostess corporation like calling asking not to be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, but like is it- this is
4: another one of those scenes that doesn't need to be in the movie and doesn't add anything to it. Like it's kind of funny like why is this guy related to all these black people? Okay, y- you ripped off the jerk. Good job. Fine, yeah, whatever. Right but um why are they all eating a giant twinkie like i like it make it's another reference
0: to the jerk isn't it because remember (sighs) she makes him uh i thought he um that was one of the things he ate in the jerk in the very beginning where she makes him uh, a pb and j with a crust cut off and then a twinkie for dessert i thought it was just another jerk uh, reference it could be i don't know they never ate a giant twinkie
4: and like, I, I, I want to make sure people understand this. When I say giant Twinkie, what do you think? Four feet of Twinkie or so? and like, Yeah. <laughs> and each family member gets their own piece, but each piece they get is like the size of a fucking cake. Well, like yeah. he, like
0: Egon said in, in uh, Ghostbusters, that's a really big Twinkie. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs>
4: But, like, like Dunn Baker doesn't say anything. This entire scene, it's just his family members telling him, hey, stop dealing with the lawnmower killer. You drive yourself crazy. And Jodan Baker just gives them dirty looks. The entire scene cuts up this Twinkie, and then the scene's over. Why did this happen? Why is this funny?
3: It's not. Who wrote
4: this? I want answers. I want an apology.
3: <laughs> I agree with you, Colin.
4: I know there are greater concerns in the world, but god damn it, that Twinkie f- scene sucked, and it was stupid, and didn't need to be in this movie. There's this so isn't much. a long, this there's isn't a long movie, but there, there's too much bullshit in it. Fuck it! I was gonna say
0: there's so many things that didn't need to be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this
4: this movie could have been 15 minutes long. Easily.
3: Just the movie has credits, Joe Don Baker pulling up to the lawnmower store, opening the car, and the cans falling out, and then credits.
4: It's just five minutes of just Jodon Baker rolling around in his own filth saying, I'm going to catch me a killer. Then he poops himself, and then he gets his foot run over by a lawnmower. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll make a better
3: movie. Mary comforts her mother about her hair, says it's one of the best haircuts you've ever had. As mom goes to take a picture of Mary and Norman, dad says there's an emergency at the hospital and he can't go to the dance. Mrs. Bates apparently is babysitting Damien for the night. On the way to the dance, mom recalls seeing her uh, first seeing their father on the night of their Halloween dance. She says, If she's rambling, just let her know. And Norman says, It's fine, then hits a button and she's thrown out of the car and over a very tall bridge. The dance is going on, and Harbinger shows up smoking and calling kids wise asses and chomping on food. He wanders around, searching people and taking money from wallets. Norman. Mary, Rosie, and Tony wonder where Bambi is, and then she shows up with the weirdo guy, which Mary screams and runs off, and then Bambi's mad at Mary for freaking out. The vice principal stares and compliments himself in the mirror in his office. He's wearing no shirt, white shorts, red suspenders, aviators, and a pair of boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, What? Um. what is that
4: costume? What, what, what would you call that? Uh, Harry s- Palms from s- s- Wacko. Stripper <laughs> Hoopa Loopa? I, I don't know. Like even the writers, like I'm out of ideas. It's like I don't even want to write a joke for this. Let's just have him dress weird. That'll be funny enough. Let's just get on with the movie.
3: <laughs> the jack o' lantern pumpkin mask lawnmower killer, which he's a jack o' lantern on the head, and then he's wearing like a witch nose around it. Because I guess the costume's wearing a costume.
5: I
0: don't know. I have no idea.
4: I don't, I I
3: don't know, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think this movie really hurt Cullen in a in a real like fundamental way. <laughs> <laughs>
4: the point on the doll where it hurt me. <laughs>
3: so he bursts in and he strangles the vice principal and puts him into a vice on the wall and <laughs> crushes his neck <laughs> with it, killing him.
4: <laughs> Get it?
0: <sighs> you're, you know, the more you, the more we go through this, the more I'm convinced you're right, Cullen. They should have just called this movie "Get It." The question mark. (laughs) Get it, the movie. Get it, the movie.
3: (laughs) Mary's mom shows up outside the dance, and the dad shows up bloody in his surgical gown. Bambi wanders the halls looking for her date. She runs into the jack-o'-lantern lawnmower pumpkin killer who is holding an axe and swings it at her. So I guess she's dead. We don't see contact.
4: Never see it. Yep, we just take it on faith. I mean, even if it was happening on screen we probably couldn't see it anyway because it's in a dark hallway so you know this movie isn't known to highlight anything for fucking vision
3: (sighs) tony and rosie go to leave but are stopped and told they can't leave
4: i can't allow you to leave if you're going out for drugs or drink that's against the rules it's okay we're just having some kinky sex
2: oh all right
3: in the halls, the two completely miss a big spot of what I thought was blood on the floor as they go to the cafeteria. Harbinger stops by it, tastes it, and says it's ketchup. I will believe Joe Don. Man knows it's Why? ketchup.
4: Why? Why did this happen?
0: It reminded like, me of just, that, oh, I don't know either. It reminded me of that scene in Thanksgiving, though. Yep. It's blood. Yep, it's blood. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I made that joke long ago in a movie I made in high school where uh, I saw a trail of blood. I, I bent down. I bent down tasted it and said, this is John's blood. So I'd like to be the uh, originator of that joke. Oh. See,
4: that is a good joke. This is just not. dunking a twink, Twinkie in ketchup. That's, that's nothing. That's not-
3: Or would you say putting ketchup on a cookie? Uh, You're right. Callback. Oh, my God. There's, oh. <laughs> Fuck this movie. The lawnmower mechanic, he wanders behind Harbinger with an axe as he leaves that blood, ketchup splatter. In the kitchen, Tony is putting whipped cream and cherries on Rosie's boobs.
2: Well, I'm more powerful than a locomotive.
3: I hope you're not faster than a speeding bullet.
2: (laughs) what are you doing in here? I got dibs on this Sunday. Uh, uh, uh.
3: The pumpkin head guy, lawnmower killer, shows up. Tony offers his gold chain in exchange to let them go. The killer sticks Tony's head in the garbage disposal, but not before the lunch lady comes and makes him turn on the water first. And he then sends Rosie through the dishwasher. Is that what that was? Yeah, it was like one of those high-powered dishwashers with, like, scalding hot temperatures that cleans them in, like, 30 seconds.
4: I had no idea what that was. I'm guessing that's
3: what it was. That's why. I it's like okay,
4: as far as I could tell, it was just a woman being inserted into a silver machine. Yeah, because they didn't didn't explain it. And I expected her like to come out the other you know side, you know, dead somehow from whatever that machine did to it. Like oh look, that's clever. Like if it was a dishwasher, like I don't know, she could be covered in dishes or just any number of things they could have done. <laughs> her skin could have been burned off. Just fucking give me a reason to care,
3: wacko. The uh, weird whiny guy goes crazy ralphing through the dance saying, like, they'll all be sorry. You'll see. And Mary and Norman Dance talking about horniness. Mary decides to go look for Bambi because she's worried about her. She insists on going alone for no reason at all and tells him she's not afraid. Mary's parents sit outside getting high off some gas.
2: always wanted to ask you, hey, that? <laughs> what is your first name? Doctor. <laughs> I know no. I mean, really? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Doctor is my first name. I don't have a degree in anything. <laughs>
4: Him being called, you know, his first name being doctor, that's kind of funny. It was just so late in the movie, and it was just like, I don't fucking care anymore. Like, like why do you save your comedy this late in the movie?
0: You save their comedy? Their comedy? (laughs) (laughs) There was comedy? I missed it.
5: Mm, Touché.
3: (laughs) Mary searches alone outside as elephant noises happen. She bumps into an old pumpkin head, and he's with the lawnmower, and he revs it up. Mary runs back inside the school. She hides in a classroom. As he enters the classroom, the jack-o'-lantern killer, lawnmower killer, that guy, she stabs him with an American flag. He picks up his knife and then stabs himself in the leg, thinking it's Mary. She runs off to the vice principal's office, finds his body, at first not realizing he's dead till he falls over. The lawnmower killer then enters there with the flag still in him. She tells him to hold on, and she grabs a rifle and shoots him, She comes by his side and apologizes, never meaning to kill anyone. Then he rises and she goes, You asshole, can't you stay dead? Mary runs into her parents. Her mom's passed out. As she continues on, the jack-o'-lantern killer guy stops by. Dad warns, Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Mary then shows up with a riding lawnmower and runs him over. He then rises up as Mary collects herself.
4: And, and, and don't worry, when Mary meets her father in this scene, he still manages to try to molest her. So don't worry, that yes. hilarious joke just goes through the whole movie.
3: George Kennedy had a hell of a time on this movie. Somebody's, like, somebody's keeping that
0: continuity alive. And thank yeah. goodness.
3: Uh, inside the dance, Norman is elected Halloween pumpkin prom queen. He gets a door prize, which is, uh, get this, folks. It's an actual door. <laughs> <laughs> Slap those knees. <laughs> Slap him.
4: That was one of the better jokes in this movie.
3: (laughs) He gives a speech as Mary shows up screaming. A lawnmower killer bursts through the wall on on his lawnmower. He falls off the mower and passes out. Mary says, you're starting to piss me off. All the suspects then show up. The mower repair guy says, nice costume. The nutcase guy does some stand-up routine as he reveals that he was... A witness of the original murders, to which Mary notices it's Johnny. And we flash to which exact kid he was on that night. The crazy Ralph Harbinger of Doom guy shows up riding an elephant. A talking elephant. She tells a nice costume. He goes, it's no costume, bitch. Why did any
4: of that happen? Why why, why was there an elephant? Hey, I
0: know somebody we could rent an elephant off of for the day.
4: (laughs) That's not enough. It needs to talk why 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 who thought that was fucking funny that like oh we got a
3: back talking elephant in our movie my for friend, 10 seconds my friend's got an elephant you can put in the movie there you okay go. that's probably what happened uh he admits that he's the lawnmower killer which they all doubt but he really is and he said he come back 13 years later to apologize saying he's all better now is sorry for what he did so then they unmask who the hell this pumpkin guy is and it's Dick Harbinger smoking a cigarette. No. He, he said he was doing it to prove a point that the lawnmower killer could return again. And he passes out and wakes up again and then spouts some bullshit patriotic-esque speech and then dozes off again. The repair guy says, good night, sweet prince. Mary says, at least they'll never have to worry about the lawnmower killer ever again. And everyone leaves and the camera zooms in on Harbinger's body. There's a blanket outside. Uh, It's not in a cemetery. It's by a marker that signifies the first lawnmower killings. Norman and Mary go to do the nasty, and then things begin smoking, and Norman falls over and has a little lawnmower burst out his chest like the movie Alien as Mary screams. Then this movie decides to continue as we cut to (laughs) Mary screaming in bed.
0: When this happened, were you guys hoping that the entire movie was just a dream? When she wakes up? It didn't just, matter. Uh, yeah, you're right. It I didn't, didn't matter.
4: Right. Well, they missed a real opportunity to have Bob Newhart wake up and just have it be a whole dream for him. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a slam dunk.
3: She's screaming in her bed. She had a nightmare. Norman comes to her side. Um, she apologizes that they still haven't been able to have sex since they've been married for 13 months, 13 weeks, 13 days, and 1.3 hours. He says, it's okay, and they begin sucking face as a heartbeat hits heavy, and her dad shows up in the room with a lawnmower. She says, damn it, Daddy, what are you doing? And uh, what's he say, Cullen? Just mowing the lawn. And she says, that's what you always say. And then, you know, you freeze frame created by somebody, and you have the studio laughter track, right? That's how this should end, but it doesn't. Um, We then get a public service announcement from George Kennedy talking... (laughs) He does whole thing. You know, we've had a lot of fun here tonight, folks. But uh, (laughs) I
4: did, I did like that a lot. uh, Actually, uh, he
3: says, "Lawnmowers don't kill people. People kill people." He is then pied in the face, and Mary says, "Sure, Daddy, that's what you always say." The credits happen, (sighs) but if you stayed to the end of the credits, uh, Dick Harbinger, laying down back at the school dance, uh, wakes up, looks at the camera. And the music goes, I'm not joking. The music did that. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: It sure did. I'm like, oh, that really happened. Why? That really happened. And
4: and the thing with George Kennedy at the end, that was kind of funny. Like, we've had a lot of fun here with our show. Like, that was fine. And then the, the pies fly in his face. Like, why? What?
3: You had something, <laughs> you, yeah, you, they, they, and they you were, fucked it up.
0: They were real pies too. Usually they use like you know shaving cream and stuff. But they were yeah. actual pies. It was.
3: Right. Ne- I mean, this movie was. It was not going to make up for the movie we just watched. But god damn it, they were onto something. And then just
4: yeah, it could have ended on a high note instead of just like.
3: And now it's a shitty Three Stooges knockoff. And have Great. to go back and reference that joke that was never funny the whole fucking movie. Well and it was extra weird because it's not like
4: Mary was on screen saying it it was again just a female voice off screen just yelling dialogue Ugh.
3: so how many jokes did you guys laugh at?
4: I'll say f- I'll be generous and say five
0: yeah, I guess maybe I, three I or mean four. you know was I mean,
3: it was a, it was, a, it was a, just a general thing you guys don't have to count or recall oh, okay <laughs> I
0: just out of the literally hundreds of t- hundreds of attempted jokes. <laughs> Not a good oh, percentage. Yeah. No.
3: Yeah, I've now seen Wacko, Final Justice, and Joysticks. That's, I can that's, honestly that's say Tristan. I've
4: yeah. uh, I've seen more Jodan Baker movies than I ever thought I would see. Like, yeah. I think I've seen more Jodan Baker movies than his relatives have seen.
0: <laughs> Maybe than he, he himself has seen, actually.
4: <laughs> I can just see that. I'm in another movie. Come on, see it. Ah, shit. Joe Don's in another movie? Hey, We guys. gotta go watch him try to act. Ugh, hey y'all! Is,
3: hey y'all! Hey y'all! I did another one of the movies again. I did one. You guys just—you guys see if it comes to your town. So pretty good. It's called you, Wacko. You like the You like those movies with the knives and the kids? Was well, this, is, this is a funny one? And I get a lot are, of jokes. Are you gonna be all sweaty in it and look like you're gonna
4: throw up every time you move? <laughs>
3: Just like Doris's birthday. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: yeah. yeah. Yeah, who, who wouldn't want to see Joe Don's doughy, oily, sweaty face on a giant fucking screen? Ugh, that's that's the real horror in this movie.
2: Damn it, Chief. The lawnmower killer's back and I'm going to get him. And I've got Olsen and Johnson waiting out in the hall, ready to stake out that school. All we need a sign from you. Will you give me that sign, Chief?
3: Let me know. Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched as we are a cult cinema cavalcade. We keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows Stay with your family. You know what? It is what it is. I'm going to be blunt and we're not need to over explain like this movie. Uh, Converted means you're okay with this movie. You're solid. It's a, it's a, it's a recommend. And Drinking the Kool Aid, which means you probably laughed your ass off at Wacko and just, just kept rolling with it. So, Jim, how do you rate wacko uh
0: the first one stay with with the family uh as much as i love eg daily and i really do i've had a crush on her for decades cannot with all good honesty recommend this although i will say it is my favorite gray don clark movie of of his ovure that i've sampled this is my favorite of the bunch but it just uh tries so hard tries too hard and doesn't Succeeds so many in so many ways,
3: Colin.
4: <sighs> well, um, I didn't care for this movie. Um, <sighs> one of the few highlights of this movie was Julia Duffy. I think she had pretty decent comedic timing for what this movie was like the scene where, um, the lawnmower killer is coming into the vice principal's office and she says, hang on, I'm not ready. And then she walks over to a shotgun and cocks it says, like, okay, I'm ready now. That was funny because of her delivery. You know, there's not a whole lot else that's pleasant or interesting or good in this movie. So no, I stay with my family. I didn't care for this movie. And I think, I don't know, just fuck it. Fuck this movie, Brandon! <laughs> how do you rate this this fucking thing?
3: I'm gonna stay with my family and live at home in my mom's basement till the day I die. Cause this, oh my gosh, I I got kind of thrilled at the beginning when I found it was gonna be a, like a Joe Don Baker slasher comedy. That wore off real fucking fast. Yeah, it's it's brutal. It really, there's a couple things that if you're a, a movie fan or, you know, fan like 80s stuff, they're not enough to get you by, but it kind of makes it comfort while you're being tortured. Like, you know, E.G. Daly and like Charles Napier and Julia Duffy people in this film that you see like, oh, that person, Andrew Dice Clay's first movie too. I don't even think the jokes I laughed at were that funny. It, it didn't, it's just bad, horrible parody comedy. If you want something more, to, there's there's other ones like this from this time frame, and I would definitely check out Student Bodies. I like that one. It's it's mm-hmm. not perfect. It's not high art, but it's it's at least fun at the same time, and has some decent jokes, and knows how to like hold it the fuck in and not sit and just make jokes. This it feels like every damn time they turn the camera on, there had to be some joke. There's always something going on. It's annoying as hell. I. Oof. I, it, it, i'm not even gonna it, be clever and make something up i just stay with my family and wacko like big time
4: it is like a cbs sitcom level of comedy where it's just imitation comedy gruel you know <laughs> it's like this is what people think is funny right like do you from think from it's real, funny real, it's from, i think funny made from comedy byproducts <laughs> right right yeah yeah it contains no actual comedy parts I mean, why
3: not put a laugh track on this? Why would it hurt? You know? Jeez. Oh,
4: man. It just like laugh tracks and like uh, like bike horns and air horns. Just any stupid noise that they can make to tell people this is where the comedy happens.
3: You know, I'm glad it was dark and I couldn't see stuff. I don't know that I want to see anymore. saw all you wanted to. Yeah. I'm good. If something was dark and I couldn't see what was going on, I didn't struggle to figure it out. I just said, okay, well, shame on you. I I guess I'll just have to pick up when the lights come on.
4: The Tony Schlongdini song was one of the highlights of the movie. That's what this film is. (laughs) (laughs) At least they put effort into that part. I'll, I'll give them that.
3: I can't. Man, I've never watched... Final Justice without Mystery Science Theater three thousand. I don't know that I ever will, but I, I'm gonna have to go polar opposite, Jim. I I have to throw Wacko last because <laughs> I oh man, I just yeah final start, like joysticks. I you know well both last week we both Colin and I both recommended joysticks and Jim stayed at home, but this one I just oh man, this was tough.
0: Yeah, it was hard to get through, but we did it together. We made it.
3: Joysticks had like songs that <laughs> at least had that, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, the totally awesome video games, other generic stuff. It had it had energy. This, you know, this one, mm-hmm. this movie has no energy and is making jokes constantly. You think it'd be hyper, but I just I have no. There's no energy. I'm disgusted by what I'm seeing at times. I just I don't know. Like George Kennedy, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you were in Cool Hand Luke. No,
4: this is before the uh, Naked Gun movies started, yeah. so he didn't have a whole
0: lot to do at the time. Man.
3: Woo! Like, Joe John Baker might be one of the best things in this movie.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, that's saying something.
3: I'm saying that. I mean, it's... Yeah.
4: Well, he certainly is the biggest thing in this movie. Like Scott
3: McGinnis? <laughs> I, liked it, I liked him more as a fucking dick last week. This Norman Bates thing is... Just, what? I, yeah, it's, it's a, not... It's not funny. Like, I, I don't find... I I get that you don't have to be so factual, but there has to be some logic of fact in a joke to make it work for me sometimes. And there's like, there's nothing. It's like someone heard about Psycho and knows the name Norman Bates and Mother and decided to make jokes about it without having like any depth or knowing anything. Yeah.
4: Like I said, it's disaster movie. It's epic movie.
0: It's date movie. It's all that bullshit kind of comedy in this thing and it's kind of got the same problem that i have with uh big bang theory is that it substitutes references for jokes right yeah mm-hmm. yep. like mm-hmm. like hey remember this ha 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 you know it's like no it's just a reference it's not a joke that's not comedy yeah.
3: it's and it's a hollow reference there's no there's no comparison or anything like it's not i mean i get a, a, jo- a reference joke when things it's relevant, but theirs are all like, oh, it's like when when Batman uh, high five that Superman and everyone's like, ha, 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 I know what Batman and Superman are.
4: Yeah, the jokes have to be somewhat related to the story or advance it or just, just anything that adds to the movie. And almost none of the jokes add anything to the movie. It's just shit that happens on the screen until it stops happening. And then more bullshit comes up after that. That and, should be the name of the movie.
3: Uh, and, and folks, Colin showcased a lot of anger on this episode, and I want to say, I guess I, I just don't express it like he does on, on the show, but I am just about as angry <laughs> as he was with this movie. Like, I could feel him doing this. I just, I, I, I guess I come off maybe a little differently, but I could feel for Colin, and I was like, I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there
4: the, with you. There are a few things worse in entertainment than a comedy that isn't funny
3: right no that's the worst it's 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 the lowest point
4: even a horror movie that isn't scary you're like ah oh, whatever and you you know you just walk away from it. but a comedy that isn't funny i mean that's the whole fucking point of it it's supposed to make you laugh and this ah, just underperformed this <laughs> is what i will say you're
3: being so kind. That's you under- it was like that. You were you were nicer to this movie now than when we first started talking about it. You're
0: nicer it. to this movie than this movie was to you. I'm mm. yes, I'm, yeah. You're, you're taking the
3: high road. You're I'm like, running it. I'm running out of
0: hate
4: units. That's what's <laughs> happening. I'm i a lot of care units and I'm running low on hate units. Gotcha.
0: I'm sorry for ever bringing it up. We've watched worse movies, Jim. Yeah, we have watched. Well, worse. You watch Golden Needles, so yeah.
4: Well. Oh. Golden Needles was better than yeah, this. Golden <laughs> so, needles was oh, better.
3: This is the bar for worst Joe
4: Don Baker movie for us. yeah, I'd rather watch Mitchell under <laughs> yes than
3: watch Un-ripped. this movie again Yes, I would buy a like premium like blu ray release of Mitchell and watch it with any commentary it has, isolated score, whatever in one weekend than before thinking. Maybe I should watch Wacko one more time.
4: Was Jodan Baker and Cool Hand Luke as well? one of the inmates, right?
3: Yep, yep, he was. He was fixer. Oh, wow.
4: Yeah, that's right. So what you're saying Wait. is this movie was not only a joysticks reunion, <laughs> but a Cool <laughs> Hand Luke reunion. Oh, man. Sweet fucking You know,
3: fucking Cool Jesus. Hand Luke? <laughs> like Paul Newman? No, no, Jodan Baker, the guy from Cool Hand Luke. Well, I was thinking Paul Newman is the guy from Cool Hand Luke. And you know- that, that whole egg scene,
0: he's just sitting there like, oh man,
4: I'm wasting them mm-hmm. eggs, I eat all the eggs, you don't need them, I can take them.
3: I hope he doesn't finish the challenge, because I'd like some of those eggs.
0: <laughs> I can just see the phone call now. Hey George, hey George, it's me, Joe Don, remember that movie we made together with Cool Hand Luke? Well, I got this new script called Wacko. <laughs> <Where are they?
5: laughs>
0: Graydon Clark?
3: I- no, Graydon Clark? Hello? Director Hello? of Final <laughs> Justice? <laughs> Hello?
5: Hello? <laughs>
2: i really apologize I,
5: that's
2: okay i don't mean it you know I, i'm sick forget it tony I, I really feel sick that you're sick about this so i'm tony it's all right
3: on the next episode of cult cinema cavalcade we'll once again be doing our patriotic duty with american ninja three blood hunt so thanks to everyone who decides uh we are worth their time even though Wacko wasn't worth ours. And thanks to none other than Jim Dietz for hopping on board for June Don Maker Month,
0: putting him in the Five Timers Club. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure.
3: So where do you want, well, let's talk about some good things in this episode. Where can we find what you're doing and what's going on right now at HHWLOD?
0: HHWLOD.com, we've got, uh, uh, we're on a uh, break right now from the Walking Dead TV podcast. So we're doing a rewatch of Babylon 5. Uh, we're doing a podcast. Uh, it's available streaming on Amazon for the first time. So we're doing a podcast, doing two episodes of Babylon 5 apiece. Uh, it's called The Gray Council and it just started up. Uh, you can catch me at oldmagicgaming.com where I'm I'm in and uh, the audio engineer for a couple of actual play D&D games there. And I write a blog called Old Man Gamer. I just uh, dropped a giant E3 blog. That I cover like 40 games. You can check that there. And you can also check me on the Taylor Network of Podcasts for uh, Nothing's On, our weekly uh, look at TV and movies. All right. Thanks,
3: Jim. And I, need now... go, I
0: need to go mow the lawn.
3: Cullen? Is it over yet? And now? And we move forward away from this. (laughs) The healing can begin. So we look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer to American Ninja 3 Blood Hunt, the trailer that actually
2: trails. The way of the ninja is a world of mystery, and only the best can master its secrets. Now, a new strength has joined the competition.
3: Representing the United States of America,
2: Sean Cunningham. You made the cover of Inside Karate this month. This Cunningham is in our way. He is ninja. Thrust into a dangerous arena of double dealing, the champion must now become a warrior and prove himself faster, stronger, braver, than a force of super ninja, and more powerful than any who have come before to thwart a plot of worldwide domination. What is going on here? This could become the most threatening type of warfare known to mankind, germ warfare. General Andreas asked for a superhuman. He's selling out to a terrorist? That's wholesale slaughter time for action Steve James Marjo Gortner and introducing David Bradley as the American Ninja now the power is in his hands American Ninja 3 blood hunt
1: for listening to cult cinema cavalcade part of the creative zombie studios network for press opportunities advertising opportunities and more information on cult cinema cavalcade contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com produced by brad shoemaker edited by brandon peters narration by rebecca peters theme song pink baby by happy elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network the film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade.
3: Dick, 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 dick cock. 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 Fuck you!